Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It's Friday afternoon here in Sydney. Welcome to the COB brought to you by Ausbiz. I'm Gemma Acton, joined by Scotty. Well, a pretty dismal end to a pretty flat week, actually. Uh, no momentum towards the end of the day, despite a decent showing in the US overnight. Yeah, it was an interesting night uh, overnight. to see the, uh, the, the tech stocks had a particularly good evening, which is not really surprising at the moment, but kind of once again came out of nowhere. And there's obviously a lot of risk events ahead. But we just couldn't carry that momentum through to uh, to the local local uh, trade today. There's a few things that came out after the market closed uh, that may have gone and impacted what was going on here domestically. But uh, certainly a disappointing end to uh, the week, mind you. I uh, know this time last week we were talking about you know, the market being down more than two percent at about you know, less than half a percent today. It's probably an all right uh, all right result, all things considered. That's right. And it did manage to make up for some of its losses as we head into the other day. But one of those uh, events that happened late in the day, as you mentioned, in the US was uh, Trump's executive orders to close down TikTok and WeChat to US citizens. Uh, look, it's a bit of retaliation to what China's been doing to the US for a long time, but it's a big delay on that. Uh, certainly you can't get Facebook, Google, Twitter, any of those um, apps over in China. But um, I imagine when this uh, settles down a bit, China's not going to see it as uh, something they want to take in their stride. Yeah, you can't get those uh, those applications in the uh, in China unless you've got a good VPN provider, <laughs> but uh, that's another day. Um, yeah, so obviously we've seen uh, the impact in China, is, in Chinese equities in particular, has been pretty acute. So uh, when I last uh, no, I had a quick look at the uh, the Chai Next, so their technology board is akin to the, uh, to the NASDAQ in the United States, it was down more than 3%. So uh, Alibaba was getting hit pretty hard on the WeChat news. So lots of concern out there at the moment about what's going on. It uh, keeps simmering in the background. We know that uh, next week, apparently, the United States and China are going to do a hookup and go and uh, have a chat about how the phase one trade deal is going. Well, we know for a start that, uh, that Chinese have not been able to go and keep up with the demands. Where it goes, it ends up less than three months away from the US presidential election. Who knows? But it's going to be, uh, you know, definitely give us something to go and talk about you know, the early parts in two weeks' time. Yeah, certainly so much to play for in the three months to go until the election. Uh, all eyes on what's going to happen with the fiscal stimulus package. Um, haven't managed to come to an agreement yet, but certainly Republicans will want to push that across the line as soon as possible. Absolutely. Whether that is yet, I think it's going to happen at some point. Uh, it's pretty much in the price action. Uh, we saw the uh, Republicans come out after negotiations today. Steve Mnuchin was sounding very optimistic, made a lot of progress, he said. <laughs> then uh, Nancy Pelosi came out uh, no more than five minutes later and basically said, like, yeah, we're poles apart. Uh, Chuck Schumer was also pretty negative. So who knows what's really going on there? But uh, all things being equal, there's going to be some deal struck because we know that the consequences of uh, you know, going to a presidential election and the economy is absolutely tanking, the Republicans will lose. Uh, at the same time as well, you know, we can't see the uh, Democrats stalling for too long because also that will go and harm their chances. So something will go and come about. 
It just depends on how timely it will be. Now, on a pretty gloomy day for the Aussie market, uh, one sector that was really leading the downward spiral was healthcare, um, not least CSL, off by just shy of 1% at the end of today's trade, our, our biggest company. Uh, what are we seeing in that space? Yeah, it's interesting with healthcare. Like, uh, the Aussie dollar has been pretty strong, and obviously uh, CSL and uh, other companies in the healthcare space earn a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the revenues in, uh, in US dollar terms. So you put it two and two together, and you look at those two companies in particular, uh, uh, ResMed as well as another one, where you actually go and have this inability for them to go and push much higher. And I think starting to get some currency headwinds starting to come through there. Um, I think you know, looking at what's going on, the Aussie dollar, I spoke about it uh, earlier this week in the other uh, podcast, it does look like it's, uh, it wants to go and push higher. And I saw a couple of, uh, of the banks revising up their forecasts as well for where it could go and get to. So that headwind uh, is definitely you know, blowing in for the time being. The Aussie dollar goes higher, it's only going to get stiffer, those, uh, those headwinds. Well, let's talk about one more stock, which is actually our stock of the day in the healthcare space. That's ResMed. Let's take a listen to what some of the analysts on our show said about that. Let's start with uh, hearing from Andrew Weedland from DP Wealth Advisory, his thoughts. The share market has only returned 5.5%. This has done nearly six times the market return every year for five years. So it is a stellar company. As you said, it's really being hurt relating to COVID-19 with its sleep business. But perversely, uh, COVID-19 has been great for it from the ventilator side. Yep. So uh, not that we really want to see the ventilators continuing to be sold, but it's going to take around 18, 24 months for that sleep business to get back on track. But this is probably our second preferred healthcare company. And on weakness, we're looking at it very closely. It's a, it's a great business. But Monday, if they're coming off again, I think uh, certainly for DP clients, it's something we'd be looking at very closely. ResMed's achieved a, a lot in its long life. Um, you know, it's like part of a... Um, Australian healthcare kind of, um, I guess, phenomenon, if you can say yep. that. What the market saw was that SaaS um, or software as a service revenues were down, and um, like you know, you might get the sales through the door now, but equities are the most sort of forward-looking markets, and they're, they're, they 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 were taking some risk off, um, right. and like I, I just think. If you see that, to jump in and say, okay, buy on weakness, you, you know, the momentum in the stock like ResMed is pretty strong and you really want to see their underlying, what their underlying business was and what we saw wasn't impressive. It, was, oh, it wasn't as impressive as the market had hoped. Hemming from Under the Radar giving his views on ResMed. Look, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about the US, but sometimes the US is really the most uh, interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, I think I'd like to spend a moment talking about what's going on with unemployment benefits because it's a conversation which has been brought up here. The question of are they too generous? Now, many people thought for many years they weren't nearly generous enough, Mm -hmm. um, but then they doubled overnight. So a very different situation for many people. And it seems that the same debate is going on in the US. Yeah, uh, we had the expiry of those enhanced unemployment benefits. They were getting an extra $600 per week on top of what would normally be the case. Uh, basically to go and uh, tie them over during this pandemic period. A lot of people obviously didn't have a choice in the matter. But um, we saw the initial jobless claims come out uh, overnight and lo and behold, uh, when those, ex- those enhanced benefits expired, uh, jobless claims fell quite sharply. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does make you go and wonder whether potentially the people were remaining on the sidelines of the labor force, they weren't going back looking for work because they were more satisfied but getting extra cash by sitting there unemployed rather than looking for a job. So it does go and 
asked the question, there's been, as you said, rightfully so, a lot of people have been looking at what's been going on with, uh, with JobKeeper and even the increased job seeker payment here and saying, well, is that actually detracting people from looking to go and work and delaying the recovery in the labor market? Who knows? But when it comes to the United States, one week does not make a trend. But certainly, it'll be interesting to see when the USA and the Republicans and, and Democrats do eventually get together and, and create a deal. Say, for instance, it's going to be $400 or $300 extra on top. If we start seeing claims pick up again, then I think it's going to go and fuel that argument that, hey, look, maybe we're being too generous here. Uh, we're trying to go and stimulate the economy, whereas maybe we should be trying to go and encourage people to get back into the labor force because that's going to be an organic recovery uh, that will go and help underway. Well, it'll be interesting to watch, actually, and, and difficult to actually distinguish um, people who are going back into the labour force because there's more opportunity now. Certainly, if you were without a job in April or May, there was very little going on. Very little was open. Very few companies were hiring. So it, you could have just organically gone back out there um, later on, at, which coincides with the winding back of mm. payments here in Australia as well. But I was looking at some um, Google Trends data. Uh, and interestingly, once the government uh, came out on 21st July and announced how it was going to be changing the job seeker and job keeper programs from September onwards. You saw a lot of people Googling that to try and understand what was happening, hmm. um, which makes perfect rational sense. You try and understand what makes most sense for you in your own individual situation. But I do expect we'll see a lot of movement um, on both the part of businesses and individuals once those programs change in September and then once again in January. Yeah, look, no, it's, we're probably going off tangent here on a Friday afternoon, but uh, when it comes to those trends, I do, I do wonder about how many of those businesses that are currently on hiatus and they've got uh, loan deferrals and everything else, how many of them will actually go and survive. Looking at uh, what's been going on at the moment, so we saw some CBA data come out uh, earlier this week that showed job seeker claimants uh, were picking up again. So that suggests that maybe there's been a second wave of firings already taking place. We know that the, uh, the, the job seeker, the job keeper are being wound back by the uh, end of September. So maybe that a lot of businesses are just saying, well, it's just too high basket. We're gonna go now and cut our losses now, which is unfortunate, but uh, that's what we're looking at. We all know there's a challenging economic period of time, but it comes down to how we go and respond with the fiscal side of things. How can we continue to support the economy whilst trying to go and actually get people to go and participate back in the labor force and get jobs going again? We'll have more guidance on what companies and businesses are doing next week when we have some new earnings out. What have you got your eye on next week, Scotty? Yeah, look, uh, there's so many different things out there, like the, uh, the, the trade negotiations between uh, the China and the United States. We've got an update on the phase one deal that's coming through later next week. Uh, we also have the news today, you know, continually ratcheting up the other uh, tensions before that meeting, whether it actually goes ahead, who knows. Uh, domestically, we've got massive amount of uh, earnings season uh, results coming out. CBA is one of the main ones midway through the week. We also get the labor force data for July here in Australia. Uh, that will be really interesting to go and see what's going on. Uh, I think the uh, Gareth Ed, the uh, chief Australia economist at uh, CBA, called it's going to be a hodgepodge. <laughs> uh, a lot of, uh, lot of noise. Whether it's going to give too much information, we're not really certain, but it will go and create a debate about how we're actually progressing here at the moment. Uh, unfortunately, like so many other data releases though, it is delayed and it is uh, actually becoming pretty stale now with what's been going on in Victoria. 
Yeah, it, it's, uh, you really need to judge more from what's happening with the health numbers and the restrictions than uh, some of the data that's coming out now. But listen, it's a Friday afternoon. We have worked long and hard. And for anybody out there who isn't aware, it's actually Happy International Beer Day today. So I don't want to deprive anyone from celebrating that. Yeah, go and, uh, go and raise a glass. We, were, we already did that earlier on air. You could probably tell by the way we're having a very, uh, very fluid conversation <laughs> here. style conversation. But uh, it was, uh, it's good to go and after a tough year to go and uh, celebrate a small uh, small day it's uh it's great so uh drink responsibly but go and enjoy your weekend and we'll see you all back here on monday have a great weekend want truly hydrated skin Medocia's body care breakthrough hyaluronic body serum it's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER.